0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Slowbro Speaks. This week I am joined by my co-host, very special guest, Eric from the Game Exchange. Everybody say hey! What's up everybody? Hey guys, this is Eric. Uh, I manage the local
1: Game Exchange here in Clarksville, Tennessee. So if any of you out there listening are from Clarksville or you're ever passing through, come on and check us out. We are over on Wilmer Rudolph Boulevard right in front of the Home Depot.
0: So uh, do come in and say hi. They are definitely the foremost experts on video games, older systems, and any DVD movies. So, Travis, we, uh, we have a good topic today that was brought up to, uh, to me by a guy named Quentin Goodbar, who follows our Facebook page, um, about video games. You know, where they've come from, our favorite ones, and then uh, how it's evolved just, you know, kind of being, being involved in all these different fandoms and enjoying all these different video games.
2: Fantastic, love it. So,
0: uh, how when was your? How old were you when you first discovered video games? I think I was like seven, and it was Super Mario on my Nintendo.
2: Um, man, I, I'd say i probably three or four. Uh, my brothers had an original Nintendo, and then, you know, I was given a Super Nintendo for Christmas, and ever since then, it's just been one thing after another. I don't think I can't remember ever not owning a video game system. Right, I remember duck hunting, that damn dog. I always shot the damn dog and get in trouble.
0: (laughs) What
1: about you, Eric? Uh, My very earliest childhood memory, my very first memory, uh, that I can remember at least, uh, was coming downstairs Christmas morning back in the mid-80s and seeing the original Super Mario Brothers playing on my TV. Uh, And that's probably one of the reasons that I manage a video game store today. Uh, (laughs) So just original nintendo back in the day super nintendo going all the way up through the gamecube and uh now the playstation 4 and just everything in between everything from ColecoVision to uh dreamcast and 32x and even the arcades and uh i've seen it all twice it's crazy jesus christ
0: awesome it's like playing skyrim when i'm talking to you about video games you're the ancient one
1: Uh, I feel like it sometimes. People walk in, I'll have kids ask me about the original Nintendo and I'll walk over to the original Nintendo and I actually had one kid say, no, I mean the Wii, the Nintendo Wii. And I just felt the gray hairs just growing on the back of my head.
0: Mr. Eric, what was it like with Nintendo in black and white?
1: I joke when I'm selling to younger kids that this is a system that Benjamin Franklin used to play.
0: (laughs) What, um, one of the things that I love most coming up is uh, as I got older, I, you know, you play Sony and you had the original PlayStation 1 and multiplayer started becoming more of a thing. It went from, from story-driven games to what it is now, which is um, such as uh, like Elder Scrolls Somerset, which is the newest expansion. Um, or you have games like Grand Theft Auto where you can play 32 people and just blow, rob people blind, stuff like that. Um, but I, I love all the friends I, I got to make, and how how now even when I was you know growing up, being in video games or being a nerd in general was kind of okay. I mean, when I was in middle school, you were kind of like semi ostracized. But you know, Pokemon I think brought that really mainstream.
1: That's fair. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, I've you know, of course, g- growing up, grade school, eighties, nineties, a nerd was definitely a four-letter word uh, for a lot of people, especially a lot of my people. Uh, and nobody
0: likes a racist.
2: Your people. Well, yeah. No. <laughs>
1: uh, I've suffered a little, not as much as many others, but I, I certainly suffered a little for my art. I will say that. Uh, I will say it certainly didn't make me popular uh you know until everybody until now until everybody needs my expertise but uh I mean yeah it's it, it's certainly evolved quite a bit I'll definitely say that
0: what um what's your favorite handheld video game
1: favorite handheld video game I mean honestly I got to go with pokemon I'm getting a tattoo next week and I'm going to get a pokeball as part of the tattoo it's personally meant a lot to me in my life. I've grown up with the series since it first premiered back in 1996, 22 years ago. Uh, so yeah, I've, Overall, I have to say, just the Pokemon franchise is my favorite handheld specifically.
0: Mine too. I have a Slowbro playing. I have a okay. shiny Slowbro playing a Game Boy Red version.
1: You know, yeah, it, it seems a little weird, you know, talking about Pokemon. I, I feel like that should be the theme of a podcast or something.
0: Weird, weird. I, it's, it's like almost as if our thing called Slowbro speaks. <laughs> Funny how that worked
2: out. God, Convenient it's
0: product placement.
2: <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, go buy po- now. I I highly
1: recommend it. Whenever anybody asks about you know handheld games, I always tell them about Pokemon because, I mean, not just are they very kid friendly, but you can sink hundreds of hours into those games. And... Oh, I
0: know. Have you have you been? Have, you, have either of you guys been on Facebook and seen the Pokemon groups for the for the DS?
2: Oh yeah,
0: all the battle groups. They have like twenty eight thousand members.
2: Yeah, it's insane.
0: I, I saw a thing online. It said that Pokemon is the largest grossing franchise and longest running anime franchise ever.
1: Yes, uh, I think it just passed its one thousandth episode uh, on the anime. And
0: Ash is still ten years old.
1: <clears throat> well, there's certainly a lot of fan theories around about that, and I, I subscribe it...
0: to a few of them. But Ooh, I'm a... going with the hobo one.
2: I, I do too. That's that's the one I like. <laughs> do you know
0: which one we're talking about, Travis?
2: Yes, I know that one very well. Um, yeah, I mean for the. There's... <laughs>
1: for those of you out there who don't know what we're talking about, uh, in the very first episode of the series, uh, Ash sees a legendary Pokemon known as Ho-Oh, who is known to be able to grant wishes. And the fan theory goes is that Ash's wish was to basically stay young and be a Pokemon trainer forever. So the fan theory goes he saw it, made the wish, and for the rest of the series, for the next t- two decades, he has remained ten years old.
0: Is that just a very bad medical condition?
2: Or a very good medical condition.
0: Well, yeah, I guess how you look at
2: it. depends, yeah, depends on how you look at it, but it's those, you know, evil uh, Poke Centers right there, you know. So who's your favorite
0: Pokemon? My favorite
2: Pokemon uh, was introduced in Generation 4 with Diamond and Pearl.
1: It's Pokemon by the name of Lucario. Okay. Uh, he's been introduced into a couple movies. He's a character in Smash Brothers. Um, right. He's even got a Mega oh, Evolution. That's another, that's,
0: that's another cult.
1: <laughs> Smash Brothers. That's a cult. Next one's coming out December 7th. Go buy it. It's going to be amazing. But, uh, yeah, a uh, Pokemon by the name of Lucario. Uh, if you don't know who he is, check him out. He's really awesome. Check out the movies. Check out the games.
0: He's a, a Steel Fighting type, I believe. He's
1: a Steel Fighting type that uses, like, Chi psychic energy, even though he's
2: not a psychic type. But yeah, he's it's amazing.
0: Awesome. <laughs> what about you, Travis? Favorite Pokemon
2: out of all of it's them? It's still... It's still going Charmander. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know what it is about him. I always just thought he was the coolest thing ever. So five bucks says you guys can't guess mine.
1: Uh, it's not is slow, bro. It... No,
0: not slow. No, it is. You <laughs> okay, got it. you okay, got okay. it. You got it. I made that too easy.
1: <laughs> well, occasionally he speaks, so I can see why you like him.
0: Yeah, he's dopey eyes. Reminds me a lot of myself.
2: I was going to say Meowth for the the backup guess. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's fair. Meowth certainly got very popular during the course of the TV show.
2: I would like to know how long
0: the average Pokemon lives.
1: Uh, I actually knew that back in the day.
0: Wow. Um, Because they had Lapture Town with the ghost tower, but then all of a sudden, like, you know, Pikachu's been going on for 22 years. So is it like dog years? Is it human years? Do they outlive most owners?
2: Uh, I'm sure I would I'm like
0: right. to see the Census Bureau data on on Pokemon.
2: Reverse dog years. So Pokemon, dog years. Pokemon
0: <laughs> company. If you're listening to this, please provide an answer.
2: When is Pikachu gonna die? Come on, we all. I just want to see
0: if Pikachu's ever gonna get captured.
2: I would say Pikachu's probably immortal
1: at this point. That was Pikachu's wish when he saw Ho Ho.
0: That's true. <laughs> oh, you know who's my favorite villain out of the whole series?
1: Butch and Cassidy. Butch <laughs> and Cassidy. They were actually competent. <laughs> they were competent, but.
0: And and but, now it's back to Jesse and James,
2: but they're the most lovable anime villains of all time. They are. Yeah. Team Rocket's always going to be the the standard and Pokemon villains. It's just it's going to be. I still want to
0: know uh, why can't they ever get anything right, or how come they're contra- how do they keep getting funded? Because every time that Giovanni comes up on the screen, they're idiots, they're imbeciles, they ha- bring nothing but a disgrace to Team Rocket, and then somehow they have like a multi million dollar machine that. Blows up. Everything.
2: It's the Wiley e. Coyote thing. It's what? It's
0: the Wiley e. Coyote. Ah, thing. true.
2: Kind of like the actor. stuff from Magnus, though. It all blows ah, up. Ah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh,
1: I won't get into it, but there's plenty of people in this world that get paid a ton of money and never get anything done. So, exactly.
0: And we're gonna put a pin in that for a later episode. Yes. <laughs> the um, one of my favorite things growing up that introduced me—I mean, besides Pokemon—because Pokemon, like I said, brought. I think brought being a nerd, being a fan of other things, super mainstream. Cause everybody from the time it hit till even today, you got people that were seven years old, like me, that are now about in their late twenties, early thirties. And then you got people that were already like in their thirties that are now in their fifties that still play this game.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, and it brings it and it brought a revolution of Comic-Con, other animes. And now you got people that are, you know, you've got, now it's cute. It's even sexy, to be to be uh to be a nerd, to play video games—it's so mainstream.
1: I will agree that Pokemon was a turning point, point. Uh, and I guess the the, the destigmatization uh, of nerds and and gamers in general.
0: Um, like I can still remember being in high school, and I don't know if you can attest to this, Eric, or even you, Travis, but like I played Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> and. People, like, you'd be like, hey, you want to go outside? Uh, no, nah, I'm going to go play d and And you get, like, this look of disgust on you. Now you say it, and everyone's like, okay, cool, we'll talk to you later then.
1: Yeah, d d is, is very much, and I don't want to digress too much, d and is suffering a, I don't want to say suffering, but they are experiencing quite a bit of a resurgence right now. Uh, a big part of that is, ironically enough, a podcast or a, a Twitch stream called Critical Role, where a bunch of professional voice actors get together and, and play d and it's they're they're very good. They they play all the characters wonderfully. I subscribe it's, to that. It's hilarious. I know. Uh, and that's that's one and of the I... big reasons uh, is because it's entertaining, folks. Uh, I think again, and people starting to see it in a different light when it's presented to them in, in that type of way. So, uh, but yeah, I think Pokemon helped do that for for video games as well. People were able to start seeing video games in a different light. Once they got past all the controversies with, you know, is Pokemon teaching kids uh, know, violence against animals, you know, is Pokemon satanic? I actually had a customer <laughs> ask me point blank. I'll never forget this. Uh, I had a customer ask me in the store point blank, just, Mr. Eric, is Pokemon the devil stuff? <laughs> I just, wow. I, I had no clue how to answer that. Uh, so, just very meekly, I was like, ma'am, no, Pokemon is not satanic. It's a great children's franchise. It was actually endorsed by the Pope. Uh JP, JP2. Really? The good really? Yeah. John Paul II not- actually publicly endorsed Pokemon. Um, I want to vote him as president. It, right? I'll never forget the story because the follow-up was epic. She thought about it for a second. Then she's like, well, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to get them this instead. And hands me a copy of Grand Theft Auto V.
0: That's, that's great. Ironic.
1: So, her nine year old kid is standing right next to her. She's telling me she's worried about Pokemon. And then I tell her, I was like, ma'am, if you're worried about what you're exposing your kids to, you probably picked up one of the worst games. Grand Theft Auto is a fantastic game. For kids, it is not. And then she just brushed it off, like, oh, they're fine with it. I'm like,
2: hey, we can't.
0: Fighting. We can beat up hookers. I mean, it's a favorite pastime of mine. <laughs> You know all about those Florida horrors, don't you? Oh, yes. Windblown hair. So, moving on past that, though. So, it became finally like PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. And now you're able to get more violent video games for more adult gamers. And we got stuff like, you started delving into PC games, too. Like World of Warcraft, The Old Republic. And, you know, games like you just said, which was Grand Theft Auto. Personally, one of my favorites is Vice City.
1: Yeah, uh, Vice City was fantastic. Yeah. There's been so many good Grand Theft Auto games. Uh, Grand Theft Auto was actually the top-rated non-Nintendo game of all time. Really? Grand Theft Auto 5 is, yeah. yes. The top five rated games of all time are all the Nintendo games. But the top-rated non-Nintendo game of all time is Grand Theft Auto 5.
0: I know people play it like crazy. I'm one of them. I, I haven't.
1: Uh, I was privy to look at Rockstar's numbers for just a moment in terms of their profit margins
0: on Grand Theft Auto 5, mm-hmm.
1: specifically Grand Theft Auto Online, and it is nuts. Like I'm surprised every member of Rockstar doesn't have their own personal island. Like their profit margin on Grand Theft Auto Online is insane. I'm
2: sure it is. People buying shit all the time. Yeah.
1: What do the- you say,
2: Travis? I can't. I wouldn't doubt that for a minute. Yeah, it's like
1: six years later, it's still one of the top 20 selling games each year. It's absolutely insane.
0: Endless customization, blow crap up, steal things. It's like if anybody here has seen The Purge, mm-hmm. you get to do every crime in the book outside of rape, essentially.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah, because,
0: I mean, you pay, you pay the prostitute, so it's not rape. <laughs> That's
1: fair. So That's a- It's between two consensual adults. Uh, I will say, especially with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out uh, very soon, there's a lot of eyes going to be on that. It wouldn't surprise me if that wound up being a strong contender for Game of the Year. And if Grand Never Theft played. Auto, uh, it's basically Grand Theft Auto in the Old West, oh. uh, but it's, it's
2: this it's huge, huge, massive open world. You Travis, can... I
0: think your mic is messing up.
2: Is it messing up? Can you guys hear me? Oh, we can now. Okay.
0: Stop talking through a palm tree coconut.
2: Actually, that That's sounds how really nice. Part of- hey.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Those palm tree coconuts.
1: But yeah, Grand, uh, Red Dead Redemption's online suite is probably going to be just as robust as Grand Theft Autos. It wouldn't surprise me if you'd be able to get a posse online and just go take over an entire town, or go actually rob a train, or you know, do any number different things. Yeah,
0: that'd be pretty intense. The um, my, one of my favorite. Online games right now, I, I've been playing it for, we're on, we on year two
1: for Siege. Oh, Rainbow Six Siege?
0: Oh, yeah. 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 Year two. Love it. Love that damn game. <laughs> I can't get
2: enough of it. You ever played it, Travis? Yes, I have. We actually talked about it on our last podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's a great game. Uh... I remember the commercial coming out for it and just being blown away and I had to have it when Idris Elba
0: came up on that, on that, and, yes. oh, God. And I saw that yes. Alpha trailer. Yes. Oh. oh, it just makes my... my, oh, I don't need my underwear anymore.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: oh, no. I do sell that game a
1: lot. Uh, one of the things I say about Rainbow Six Siege a lot, it, admittedly, it is a very one-dimensional game, but it does that one dimension very well. You
0: take those words back. Those are fighting
1: words. Uh, actually, I'm <laughs> glad you said that. Uh, uh, Rainbow Succeed really reminds me of a fighting game. Obviously, I know it's a squad-based first-person shooter, but the mechanics and the round-based system, and the the characters and their individual powers and capabilities. I mean, I know it's a squad-based shooter, but it really feels like a fighting game
0: to me sometimes. Just the way the flow goes. How? How? Because it feels (laughs) nothing like a Soul Calibur four. Tekken feels nothing like that to me.
1: Well, just the short timed rounds. You only get one life per round. Again, the very many characters with all of their individual capabilities. Okay. Yes, all the different characters have similar capabilities. Specifically, how to, like fortify, uh, uh, fortify the, the building read, or the ship or reinforcing the wall exactly. Uh, a lot of characters share stuff like that, but most of them live and die based on the skill set of their individual abilities, their weapons, their special skills. Unless you're the recruit. Yeah, exactly.
0: And then and then you're a
1: god. Uh, I'll admit, uh, oh, God, who is it? Uh, Rook?
0: Yeah, with the body armor? Yeah, I really like Rook. So when I first started playing, uh, my main was Rook because I was used to Call of Duty or Halo, and I was running and jumping and not used to one life. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take the coward way out and put the guy with the body armor down, so I can take at least two more bullets. Unless I get <laughs> dome shotted, then it's all over anyway. Um, now, like we, we talked about this on our last podcast, my mains are for defense. I'm either uh, Jaeger Jaeger or Mute, mm-hmm. and then for attack, you can see me either generally being Thatcher or Jackal.
2: What about you, uh, Travis? Um, mine were pretty much the same. I love Mute. Um, you know, I just I thought he was cool. You know, anybody I can camp with, I'll admit it. <laughs> you know, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm a camper. Any first person shooter game, you know, when it's multiplayer, I'm the guy who waits for somebody to come by and I'm just snipe at them from a undisclosed location.
1: <laughs> it's been a while since I played. What's the name? Uh, the, the bear trap.
2: Ah, frost frost. That's right. I,
1: I played, uh, played frost a couple times wasn't very good but it was just so satisfying like the once in 20 games where your bear trap would actually catch somebody and kill them
0: (laughs) yeah of the greatest feelings see so frost what i like about her is so now she comes with uh you can it's a bulletproof i think it's a bulletproof camera or barbed wire to lay over her things yeah so what a lot of people do is to force people through one way because what you can do is take the deployable shield and you can go up to windows and doors and put it sideways. They can't enter. You can't jump over it from the other side. Yeah. So true. so you block everything. You mute the whole area and as long as they don't have a Thatcher or a Twitch or you can stop them. You just line your line your doorway with them <laughs> and then or like with the hostage you place the the mats down kind of catty corner and then you take Legion who. Uh, is the Chinese operator and he throws down those poison goo mines and you throw them in between. Now they get poisoned and then sat and they're dead.
1: Yeah. And anybody who has no clue what we're talking about, I very highly recommend going and finding out uh, rainbow six siege is a very, very good game.
0: You watch it It's small maps, close quarters for the most part. I mean, well, okay. Medium maps, not all small, medium size. There's no large scale maps yet, but you've got multiple ways of ingress and entry, multiple things that are destructible. You can it's the only game that I know of that you can kind of caddy corner, you can tilt and shoot around something that you don't have to already be pressed up against an object like in Far Cry.
1: Yeah. Uh but it's the the way it's set up is you're in squads of five uh and you have uh what is it, uh race to five, race to five victories? Yeah. Well it's, um,
0: it's it's win by three. Win by three, yeah, that's right. So if it's one and you're and the other team gets four, guess what? They win. Yeah, and you simply win by
1: killing all the other operatives the entire other team and the way they force you to kind of do this quickly is there are optional each map each scenario has an optional objective that you can complete uh, retrieving a hostage or diffusing a bomb uh, and there's also a timer on it as well so uh,
0: you want to talk about heart pumping yeah you get it yeah. gets you get your adrenaline pumping now I, I use a a pro gaming headset when I'm playing. And so like I'm sitting there and I can hear them if they're walking to the left or if uh, like there's one map called Oregon, which is one of the original maps that plays on the, on the pro league playlist. So if you're fused, you can actually go, if they're in the laundry room, a lot of people like to camp that stairway to make sure that they, that nobody's getting in, which is, I mean, obviously it's smart because you can blow through the wall or you can shoot one away. Well, if you're fused and you go up to the steps above it, you can actually fuse through the stairwell down the, down there. And so I heard them upstairs and I was telling my team, I was like, all right, guys, I got, I I hear them. I hear them. And then all of a sudden I heard the click of Fuse's thing. And I said, Oh shit. And I tried to run. It was, I was not fast enough.
1: (laughs) Uh, I will say some of those alternate objectives do make for some pretty hilarious moments. Uh, My roommate was playing one time and I guess the entire team was just hunkered down, ready for a firefight. He just tossed a smoke grenade in right next to the hostage, ran in, grabbed the hostage round was done in about 40 seconds. It was that's, hilarious.
0: That's awesome. I recently played one. Uh, we were in bank. Yeah, the bank level. Um, and I it was one. It was finally one v one. I I captured it on my Xbox, and I'm picking up the hostage. And as I'm picking him up, I turn this way. So as he's coming up to me, the guy starts shooting me. Lights up the hostage. I had two health. Yeah. He could have blew. He could have exhaled on me, and I would have died. <laughs> and. He killed the hostage, and we won.
2: great. <laughs> Couldn't have done that again if I tried. What about you, <laughs> Travis? Um, I mean, it's been a long time since I've played. Uh, honestly, the best moment I can remember, it was actually in the damn laundry room. Yeah, those it were was, some of my
0: best moments, too.
2: Yeah, I was actually sieging, though. I was going in, and there was a dude around the corner, and he goes to shoot, but... I don't know if the guy's game glitched or if he pressed the wrong button or what, but he basically just walked out in front of me and stood there, and I could hear him on that headset go, oh, shit, and it shot him in the head. That's awesome. <laughs> it was like the coolest kill I've ever done.
1: I will say, uh, it's, it, Rainbow Six has done very well to to remain relevant for as long as it has, because I, I gotta say we live in a time right now where there are just a constant stream of really good games coming out all struggling for for some of that online presence uh, games like Call of Duty and Battlefield Rainbow Six are obviously the big boys uh, but they are constantly being challenged yeah challenged by a lot of these other games coming out fighting games there's been a lot of really good fighting games recently and then just games every week new games coming out with online suites and Online features—it's—it's it's insane. It's impossible to keep up with.
0: I can't—I can't speak for PlayStation because I—I I don't own a PlayStation anymore. I'm a huge Microsoft fan. I've been a gamer on that for 15 years.
2: I love PlayStation. What? I'll never—I love my PlayStation. I'll never not have a PlayStation. All right, this friendship is over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, if anybody wants to love their PlayStation, we sell PlayStations and PlayStation 2s over at my store, Game Exchange. Again, stop by if you ever have the time.
0: But we uh, but every time I log on, if I go over to the Microsoft Store under top paid games, I'd say seven out of ten times it's
2: the picture of Rainbow Six Siege on it. Oh yeah, game on play. Is that how it
0: is on the PlayStation Store?
2: Yeah, so it's at least top ten as long as it's been out. As far as I can tell. The um, now going going back the other way
0: because you know MMO is not always you know every what everybody wants. We want story driven. We want something. Um, and sometimes you can get the best of both worlds, like you know, you have the Elder Scrolls Online, which kinda is kind of the best of both worlds, but they sacrifice beauty for server stability. Um, one of the games that I personally don't play, but has been around for for a very long time, is Square Enix's game, Final Fantasy.
2: Ugh, the greatest series ever! I think
0: I could hear <laughs> I could hear the eyes rolling in the back of your head with enjoyment
2: when you said that. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII, greatest game ever invented. Everybody out there, if you don't agree with it, fight me.
0: <laughs> you can catch him on his Twitter. Um, yes. That'll be the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're live streaming the fight tonight in Orlando. Travis versus random person that, that listened to our podcast.
1: Yeah, unfortunately for him, turns out that uh, MMA legend Randy Couture really doesn't like Final Fantasy.
0: And guys, this is, like guys, this is John, and we're, we're now at the hospital. Where Travis is fighting for his <laughs> life. He did get one lick in. One.
1: If anybody this has a is... life materia, please bring it to the local hospital right now.
0: <laughs> the last
2: Final Let Fantasy. And get heart beaten off, <laughs> ripped
0: off and beaten with. <laughs> the last Final Fantasy game that I played, though, was Final Fantasy X and X2. And I played X, I beat it. I was like, okay, and then they said that X2 was a continuation of that story. Yes. So I went on ahead and, and did it and I realized that they sold it for sex appeal. Oh yeah. That's all it is.
1: <laughs> it yeah, it was pretty much waifu material.
0: Yeah, and uh, so played that. The story wasn't as good as X, in my opinion.
1: It was basically I, a I... J pop it was basically a J pop Final Fantasy game. Okay. Uh, there were admittedly some pretty good songs in there. Uh, But, and they brought back the job system from some of the earlier Final Fantasies. But the, it, it was very, very female centric. And the gamer base was still primarily male at that point. So it did turn a few people off. I thought it was really good, but a lot of people didn't agree with me. And I certainly understand where they were coming from.
2: See, I always, I gave up on the Final Fantasy series when they got rid of the turn based combat. I was really disappointed in it. And,. I honestly haven't recovered from it. Um, like I said, Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game, and I love the turn-based combat. It's just to me, it was cutting edge, and it's something that it totally missed with those with that series. So, what do you think? What is your
0: favorite newer Final Fantasy?
2: Um, and. 15, I, I kind of enjoyed. I watched the trailers for
0: it. It looks like it'd be a great game. I just don't have the time to sink into that.
2: It's it's definitely a lot. You have to, and with any of those games, really, if you're not prepared to commit at least 48 hours <laughs> to at least get a grasp of the game, then you might as well not play it.
1: That's a pretty <laughs> big theme with a lot of single-player heavy games these days. Games like Fallout, Zelda, Final Fantasy, uh,
2: mm-hmm. in order to
1: remain relevant, they've had to just exponentially increase the amount of content. So it's not uncommon at all for you to to drop 200 plus hours into just the main content of the game. I remember when Morrow,
0: yeah. I remember when Elder Scrolls Morrowind came out, I was just blown away. And then they had the Tribunal, the something else. I forget. I forget what all three of them were. And I'll probably get some sort of message because I've gotten a couple of messages so far about miss saying things, but whatever. Um, uh, fight. <laughs> exactly, fight me. But uh, <laughs> so we ended up, I was just blown away by the graphics, the immensity of it. And now it's, you know, like Elder Scrolls Skyrim Special Edition. There's mods out the ass. I just don't have the time to go through all the mods.
1: Well, I mean, even in the main game, I mean, it's... It especially
0: for for newcomers
1: to the series, it can just be overwhelming. You look at the map and they basically just tell you go out and have fun and you wind up spending an hour just trying to figure out which direction you want
0: to start heading in Or you instead of going around the way you're like I can jump this mountain.
2: Yeah there's a lot of <laughs> Here's something controversial that I'm sure I'll get roasted online for but I actually despise mods.
1: Uh, I don't play with them personally, but I understand the appeal. I can understand how they might make old games feel fresh again. I've seen some pretty hilarious ones, ones that I would never use, but watching oh, YouTube yeah. videos
2: is fun. Well, they're funny with Grand Theft Auto, but, I mean, to play with them, and especially if you're playing online against somebody who uses a lot of mods, it's so frustrating and infuriating sometimes, and you just, you know, I, I really genuinely would rather have the pure gaming experience over mods. See, like in Skyrim, they have the Thomas the Train Engine mod. Oh, I know what so, you're
1: talking about. Yeah.
0: So you, all the dragons are Thomas the Tank Engine, or Train Engine, whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. I like I, I like that. I like the fact that one of the mods on there is a, uh, is a whole new city. Yep. And you can explore. And it's not a tiny little town. It's huge. Somebody took a lot of time coding that. And oh, it's yeah. Free.
1: A lot of these people who start off as modders wind up going on to develop independent games themselves and... I just I hope that trend continues because the independent game scene in twenty eighteen is absolutely fantastic. Like Cuphead, yeah, Cuphead games like Shovel Knight, Minecraft especially. Minecraft people don't even think of Minecraft as an independent game anymore because it's been so ridiculously successful. Uh, but you know, even lesser known indie games like Axiom Verge, um, and uh, and and others. God, what was that? Uh, Shovel Knight I already mentioned. Uh, Pocket Rumble just came out. I've been having a lot of fun with that. Rocket League. Rocket League was an independent game that's become super successful. Uh, Games like Fez and uh, Super Meat Boy. That was the one I was trying to think of. Super Meat Boy. Just all these amazing games that are coming from these two, three-man teams.
0: I, I love how it used to be like the original Xbox had 50, 75 games a year. Now it's... 30 or thirty games a month. That's I, easily. ridiculous.
1: I actually just happened... I turned on my Switch for a few seconds today. I just happened to look at the Switch eShop. Uh, the Switch released March 3rd last year, so as of the recording of this podcast, it has been out for 15 months. Uh, there are 843 games available for download on the Switch right Holy now.
2: Holy shit. Wow. Just a little over a year I after it came out. Would not okay, so... That. Let me ask, what is your opinion on the Switch? Though I haven't, I played it like in Best Buy, and I hear a lot of people bashing on it and hating on it. But I really haven't gotten the full experience. What What do you think? A lot of the people who come in and try to talk bad about Nintendo in the
1: shop are, honestly, most of them are like Madden and Call of Duty players, like frankly, casual gamers. Mm. Um, I will say Nintendo very family friendly. Uh, very family-oriented company. So if you're, you know, if you're looking for a more mature, mature experience from your games, something like Resident Evil or Call of Duty or something like that, you might not gravitate toward Nintendo. However, the quality of the games and the consistency of the quality of Nintendo uh, that Nintendo puts out just cannot be denied. Uh, if you can get past the the childlike and even whimsical aesthetic of a lot of the games, the games themselves are just masterfully put together. Uh, Legend Zelda: Breath of the Wild and excellent game. Yeah, Legend Zelda: Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. If you remember, I spoke uh, creepy hat (laughs) Cappy. Yeah, Uh, I said a few minutes ago that the top five rated games of all time all belong to Nintendo. Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey are two of those five games. Two of the top five rated games of all time have come out within the last year for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, and okay. yeah, games like Splatoon Two, which is fantastic, Mario Rabbits Kingdom Battle, where you have Mario, Rabbits, and Blasters, should not have worked, but it wound up being a really good title. Mario Kart Deluxe on the Switch might be the best Mario Kart game ever released.
0: Mario Kart is how I test my friendships. Yeah, that's so fair. Travis, we still have to do that.
2: We
1: absolutely do. We're... I'm down. We've had some pretty epic game nights at at the store because of uh, because of Mario Kart. As a matter of fact, we we close at 6 on Sundays and we'll occasionally just kind of stay after and play some games just to decompress from the week. Like, all we do is play Switch games. That's honestly all we do.
0: Well, they're fun.
1: Yeah, they are. They're great party games, especially since Nintendo hasn't, uh, especially because Nintendo hasn't forgotten about local co-op and local versus. It seems like Microsoft and PlayStation, not necessarily yeah, Microsoft and PlayStation, but a lot of the video game development studios have moved so have moved away from from split screen and from couch co right. and
2: couch versus.
0: Yeah, because like I remember playing Halo the original and having to tell my friends like stop looking over here, stop looking on my screen.
2: And cheat a little bit.
0: Oh, always everybody
2: uh, did. I, but... I did a little bit. I'm not gonna I, lie. I oh, didn't. I definitely did. Like Blood Gulch, I, I couldn't.
0: <laughs> go, I couldn't find somebody. I, I, I'd sit there out of the corner of my eye, and be like, "Come on, you little bitch." <laughs> uh, but
1: yeah Halo 5 didn't even have split screen mm. and that was infuriating yes
0: the Guardians game I was kind of I played it straight through I played it straight literally I took a day off of work I played it straight through I thought it was a great campaign but I mean overall I'm, I'm pretty impressed with ha- how, where video games started with you know I mean ColecoVision and stuff like that yeah. and to the first real what I consider the main real main console that brought Mario into the world and it jumped all the way now to the Switch, the Xbox One, Xbox One S, or X. It's now. on. It's on the X now. It's, it's on the X now. Yeah, and, it's basically yeah.
1: an Xbox One Point Five.
0: Oh, awesome! <laughs> That's why I didn't get it. I got an S. It was on sale in Germany. Yeah, for for 80s. But the one thing I'm really impressed with is since the turn of the re- the turning of the revolution of video games becoming mainstream, fandom becoming more mainstream because it's now. Comic cons and stuff like that. Now you got video games, in movies. You've got like yeah. Jurassic Park is now. I mean, Lego takes everything now and does it. Or Telltale, which is another indie company, yeah, that has turned you know Game of Thrones, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Batman series, all into great new types of games. And the Lego games are are outstanding for any age.
1: <laughs> I do recommend yeah. a lot of Lego game for. Uh especially for Microsoft and especially for Xbox and PlayStation owners who are wondering about games for their kids. And I always say the Lego games, because you're absolutely right. Lego has so many franchises under their belt. It's, it's ridiculous. Pirates of the Caribbean, Harry Potter, Lego DC, the Incredibles just came out. Um, so yeah. And Mike. he was talking about the telltale games. Uh, if you like stories in your games, definitely check out the telltale series. Great, great stories. Not heavy on gameplay, but phenomenal stories.
0: And it's it's all decision based. Like I mean there's key point decisions that you can't really change, but for the most part, you know, people remember certain decision makings and I will tell you at the end of it how many what percentage of the players that play these.
2: Uh, can you hear me? What is your fucking Floridian internet do? That was not me. I had perfect connection the whole way.
0: Honestly, I have no idea what happened.
2: Hurricane Irma. All
0: right, well, part two. Part two, sorry, sorry <laughs> Part about that, two. Apparently we ran into a technical difficulty, and the podcast was cut off short. So back to what we were saying, though, was, you know, after everything is turned over and you have, you know, the, the, the gaming community has just exploded. Now you have the ESL, the Electronic Sports League, you have pro league games that are brackets for different types. Um, you have PC gamers that, I mean, they make more than regular standard physical athletes.
1: Yeah, there are plenty of people who make a very good living these days playing
0: video games professionally. Or Twitch streamers or anybody, YouTubers. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, review, Reviewing video games. If you ever really want a good video game review, uh, go look up uh, Game in 60 Seconds on YouTube. Some <laughs> guy draws out Nicolas Cage and it acts as Nicolas Cage reviewing video games, and he rates them by the movies he's in. So he's like, I give it three National Treasures and one Big Daddy. Fair enough. I, That's
1: fantastic. I can appreciate
0: that gimmick. That's nice.
1: <laughs> Yes. so
0: the other thing though is that what we were talking about about video games turning into movies or, being, or like TV shows being brought into video games is that they're all kind of becoming intertwined one thing what is one video game you wish would become a movie and who would star in it so Eric take us off oh man mm-hmm. uh, oh,
1: God! video game movies there's some really good ones coming out uh, as of this recording uh, ready player one has just come out on digital I recommend people check that one out. That's basically pretty, it. basically video game Easter egg, the movie. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to choose one video game to make... Man, That's
0: not out yet.
1: It's not out yet. Uh, Halo feels like an easy answer. Uncharted feels like an easy answer. Uh, my combat's totally, already been done. Mine is totally Uncharted. I wouldn't blame you. A lot of people want Chris Pratt
0: to play Nathan Drake. Uncharted Me too! Is
2: awesome. Yes. Oh
0: my god! He would
1: be so good. Oh, that would be
2: awesome. Uh,
0: He's won me over with Jurassic World. I'll I'll give him that. It's it's strictly because of Jurassic World. I think he would do a good Nathan Drake.
1: Uh, Do you have anything off the top of your head, Travis? I feel like I got to think about this for two seconds.
2: I do, and honestly, I feel like I'm, you know, just you know, talking myself in circles. And I'm sorry, but I want to see a Final Fantasy movie, like a legit live action. are you telling me I want a legit, you don't consider a real movie? No, I do, but like a legit live action, huge production, like Hollywood style movie. Like, you know, full on like don't get me wrong, Spirits Within and uh, Advent Children. I actually really enjoy both of those. I heard they really but enjoyed YouTube. I want Yeah, I want to see a live action movie. Um right now
1: if you ask me, uh, it's it's into, I, it's being rumored to be in development. I don't know how much of that is true or not, but especially after playing the newest one that just came out a few months ago, I would really like to see a God of War uh, live action movie.
0: Actually, uh, that would Matt, be cool. You brought that up. Actually, uh, Steve Batista said he wants to play Kratos. Dave Batista or Dave Batista? Yeah, Batista. Yeah, I saw a few people
1: trying. to see that. Jason Momoa to the project. I heard something about no. Bethesda saying that, but I've been playing video games for a very, very long time. You don't say. Uh, this new <laughs> God of War that just came out, and I say this with no hyperbole, the new God of War might be my favorite game of all time. Really? It was phenomenal. <clears throat> it was amazing.
0: I watched a YouTube video, because obviously I don't have a PlayStation, so I can't play it. But I did watch a YouTube video of how many times he says boy all cut into one into one video. It literally, it's it's a literally lot. like seven minutes of him going, boy, 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 boy. And I said that, I was watching that, and my son turned around and said, daddy. So, I my son answer <laughs> to it. I will say, that game actually made me want to get back
1: in shape so I could cosplay as Kratos. Really, uh, That game is so amazing. It. so amazing. That would be cool. It's just everything. They nail everything. Christopher Judge, uh, a lot of people may not know him, but if you ever watched Stargate SG-1 back in the day, uh, he played mm-hmm. a character named Teal'c.
2: Great show. Yeah, and
1: that's never who, seen it. Uh, a lot of people have not It's been a long time since it came off the air. And admittedly, I can't think of a lot of other things that Christopher Judge has been in, but he does a mm-hmm. phenomenal job as Kratos. As Kratos. Uh, and that's a huge yeah. part of it. As Kratos has played to absolute perfection in this game and his Atreus really makes the backbone of the game and it's it's 100% believable even within the context of all this incredible you know fantastical, magical mystical stuff that's going on uh, but not just the relationship with Kratos, the overarching story as well the gameplay is nailed, the visuals, I can't tell you how many oh my god moments I had, like I legitimately had chills a few times playing that game uh, and it's, it's big. There's a ton of stuff to do, but it's not overwhelmingly large. It's not something you'll spend 200, 300 hours on, uh, but there is so plenty it's like a of nice,
0: It's a like nice moderate helping of things.
1: Yes, there's plenty it of is. stuff to do, and it's, you'll have a blast the entire time. It is just pitch perfect. The sound design, the music. What about every... the boss
0: battles and the graphics?
1: It's phenomenal. Like, I, every aspect of that game, I would give absolute top marks to. Really? Yes, it was wow fantastic i I might have to go buy a playstation tonight
2: it really was Uh, (laughs) it'd it'd be worth it for that
1: yeah i'm a huge nintendo guy prior to god of war coming out uh i would have told you that mario galaxy was my favorite game of all time and like my top five were all nintendo games from different generations mario galaxy smash brothers chrono trigger but god of war god that is such a great game if you haven't played it and you're listening to the sound of my voice go buy a playstation 4 go buy that game
2: Actually, and not only that one, if you can get your hands on the whole series, um I can't remember if it's the second one. I believe it was the second one, the where you're it begins where you're climbing Mount Olympus and fighting the gods. Uh that one was three. Was that three? Okay. Yeah. It, that was probably one of probably my favorite opening sequence to a video game ever.
0: Yeah,
1: that one with the with the fight with Poseidon.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: I would I would agree with that. I think that or um Uncharted four at Thieves End when I played that was a pretty good was a pretty decent opening for me. Yes. So which you never answered which Final Fantasy is it that you want to see enacted and who would be the main star for you?
2: It would have to be seven. Um not just because it's my favorite, but also because it's probably the most popular one, I would say. Um, Aaron's
0: making a face.
2: uh, Are I mean, maybe not like I would say cult classic wise.
0: Uh, I would
1: well, I mean, not in terms of just popularity. I will admit that uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, Final Fantasy VII, arguably is the reason that uh, Sony is still in the console market is because that was a massive, massive hit for them, and simply the fact of Final Fantasy going from Nintendo. Over to, over to sony just because they couldn't fit final fantasy 7 onto a nintendo 64 cartridge uh that was that was pretty industry <clears throat> excuse me that was pretty industry breaking
2: yeah um as far as like who i would want to play cloud in it um
1: sorry i'm getting legitimately choked up talking about video games i apologize everyone what's that travis
0: and, and we're back for, I don't know what is going on with our with our podcasting software, everybody, but if you're listening to this, this, this whole podcast is actually going to be done in three, possibly four parts, <laughs> and I'm going to have I to merge it all together somehow, but we will find a way. We will persevere. So where were we? Uh, he was talking about who we, uh,
1: it cut off right as he was talking about who we wanted to play as Cloud. So who would play as Cloud for you?
2: Yeah, that, that's where I was like thinking about, and Man, there are so many people that would do well. Um, my only thing is the age thing. Uh, because if you're gonna keep it close to the age, you're gonna have to find a young actor, and that's where it might be a problem.
1: I don't know, just with it
2: being Final Fantasy, personally, I don't know if anybody,
1: um. Uh... I don't know. I just I think it would be insincere if anybody other than a Japanese or uh, an Asian actor. You're like, like uh, How
0: *Ghost in the Shell* got whitewashed?
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I can understand that. Um, and well,
1: *Ghost in the Shell* at the end of the day wasn't a super great movie anyway. At least not the, the live action adaptation. The li- no,
0: it wasn't. Scarlett
1: Johansson, notwithstanding, I don't blame her.
0: I bet she has All really hard. unenthusiastic hand jobs.
2: <laughs>
0: well, She's the same face. Same face, just straight. In.
2: I'd be okay with it.
0: <laughs> I what?
2: I'd, I'd be all right with it. <laughs> and I'm going to tell your girlfriend. That's okay, because I'm sure she'd be okay with it, too. I mean, she'd probably want a little bit of enthusiasm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For me, um, I mean, we already touched base on it, and, and it does sound kind of cliche, you know, to go with those main big games like Halo, Fallout, stuff like that. But really, I think between watching Chris Pratt in, <laughs> in as Star-Lord and then turning around and seeing him kind of in the jungle attire, uh, a jungle environment, like in Jurassic World, I mean, I think he would be an excellent Nathan Drake. And he's such a s- smartass and a dick. Yeah, he would he work. He would
2: nail it. That's fair. You, you know, they were talking at one point of having him be the next Indiana Jones. I'd, uh-huh. I'd watch it. I could kind of see that, actually. If anybody's going to take over for Harrison Ford, I would be okay with it if it was Chris Pratt. So, before we get off here and close up shop, though,
0: let's go down everybody's top five video games of all time. So, Eric,
2: as a guest, I'm going to let Travis go first. Okay. <laughs> ah. Okay. Um. Okay, in no particular order, top five. All right, I'm going to go with... Uh, Super Mario sixty four. Okay, um, I'm gonna have a couple of sixty four games on there because sixty four was awesome. Oh uh, yeah, I you agree. know, yeah, yeah Golden Eye. Spent countless hours playing Golden Eye. Uh, WWF No Mercy. Yes, great, great game. Um, Metal Gear Solid the original. Are you talking about Metal Gear Solid, the original on the PlayStation, or Metal yeah. Gear, the original on the NES? Er, I'm sorry, not the original, the Metal Gear Solid Two, Sons of Liberty, the the PlayStation version. Okay. Yes. And Halo. The original Halo. Yes. I'll yeah. admit, I'll
1: admit it was a game changer. And yeah. the original Halo, just like Final Fantasy VII for Sony, the original Halo is probably the reason we're still seeing Xboxes come out.
0: Yeah. Yep. I would agree. What about you, Eric? Uh, honestly, right now,
1: i if you put a gun to my head, I don't know if I'd be able to decide between Mario Galaxy and God of War.
0: That can be arranged. I have one.
1: Oh, uh, no, that's fair. Um, <laughs> we'll go ahead and stick God of War in the number one slot right now. Uh, in the 1A or co-number one spot, we'll put Mario Galaxy. Uh, Chrono Trigger has got to be up there. For me, uh, Smash Brothers. I would put Smash Brothers Wii U, the latest one. Although when the new one comes out in December, I fully expect it to eclipse the Wii U version. But that would certainly be in my top five. Uh, and to round out the top five, ooh, I don't know, Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped sounds like what I want to say right now. Yes.
0: That's good. Those are some of those... I know some of the listeners at home, I know you guys probably aren't going to know what those games are because they're either before your time or you're just not a fan of Naughty Dog or, you know, whatever. Go check them out.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you should. Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped specifically is on the Crash Insane Trilogy, which is somehow available on the Xbox One, the Nintendo Switch. uh, But I own it on the PlayStation. Honestly, that's the only way I think I could play Crash. Is on the PlayStation, but definitely check out the Insane Trilogy.
0: For those of you who don't know what Crash Bandicoot even remotely is, um, so Crash is a he's a he's a Bandicoot. But you run around. <laughs> you, you don't say. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Any cra- you, you run around each level depending on what it is. You, doctor, you either fight Doctor Neocortex or you know some other weird boss, and he ends up. Uh, talking- I know, Daddy but buddy, I'll be done in a minute. That was Tatum, my son. We're having
1: a mini boss fight here.
0: Yeah. Um, but you jump around, you collect uh, whatever the, I forget the name of the fruit, but it's essentially a uh, cocaine. Wumpa fruit. Wumpa fruit. It's, yeah, it's, Wumpa fruit. It's cocaine. Yeah. Basically, yeah. It's cocaine and currency. And then you talk to your mask that gives you protective powers. And then you just play through the game. Um, and Banjo-Kazooie tried to, knock it, tried to make a knockoff of it.
1: Uh, Banjo-Kazooie yeah. is fantastic in its own right. The Banjo-Kazooie is basically Crash Bandicoot meets Mario 64. Yes.
0: Now, that being said, um, for my top five, I've got number one slot uh, Rainbow Six Siege for, for online play. Um, Elder Scrolls uh, Oblivion. Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater.
2: Mm. good one very good
0: uh uncharted 2 oh grunt of approval yeah. uh, mm, 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 mm. Mm, mm. and then for my fifth and final one pokemon blue the thing that started Ooh. it all, where I, I met my slow bro there and i still have the same one it's been my longest relationship and if you ask my girlfriend i don't have to put up with her shit because my slow bro stands by me yeah, you know what, just by you saying
1: Pokemon, I really as much as I love Crash, I think I gotta edge it out for Pokemon Crystal. Really I think I gotta throw Crystal into my top five. Why Crystal? Uh Crystal specifically, it was the one that added animation to ah, the characters. Point. Yeah, that's true. So when the characters popped up yeah. in the wild or during a trainer battle, there was just a few frames of animation. And just adding those few frames of animation, for me at least, really made the difference between them just being sprites on screen and being actual characters. It, I, I don't want to sound cliché, but for me it really
0: brought the game to life. Yeah, I can understand that because I remember when they when they uh, first came out and not the Game Boy color, but with uh, like when Pikachu got to walk behind you. Yeah. Or yep. and then finally when it became 3D and all of a sudden you could see the Pokémon do the attacks. I was like, oh, "What?" And now I hear that Nintendo's going to make a RPG style one for the Switch.
1: Yeah, there's a core Pokémon RPG coming to the Switch next year. Not oh,
0: not Let's Go Pikachu that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about after that.
1: Yeah, they specifically said, they, they mentioned it last year at E3 that they were working on a, quote, core Pokemon RPG for the Switch. And when they announced Pokemon Let's Go EV and Let's Go Pikachu, there was a little bit of backlash because a lot of people thought that that was the core game. And Nintendo very quickly had to come out and say, no, 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 this is this, but we're still working on that core RPG. This is not that core RPG we're talking about. We still have Generation 8 coming to the Switch next year.
0: Right, okay. I did not know that. Yes, I just know that let's go Pikachu, and let's go Eevee is Kind of the like console version of Pokemon Go. Basically,
1: yes, it's a console
0: companion to Pokemon Go on the mobile. That's because of Pokemon Go
1: Plus. Oh uh, Well, admittedly, it's it, they have been adding a lot of stuff to it recently, and a lot of the old players have been coming back into the fold. One of them. Yeah, but for a long time it was a pretty barren wasteland, oh. and they were making a lot of promises and not fulfilling any of them. It was but... a favorite
0: pastime of me and my friends when we got drunk in Frankfurt we'd be downtown Frankfurt, Germany. We would just get hammered and try to hit pokey stops.
1: Admittedly, I was one of those guys that I lost like five, 10 pounds just walking around, just trying to hunt them all. So, I mean, it actually got me out talking to other human beings. I frankly forgotten that other human beings existed for a while.
0: (laughs) Well, Travis, you got anything else you want to add?
2: No, I I think we covered everything I was thinking of. I'm I'm very happy to have met you. Um, Good to meet you too, Travis. Yes, if I'm ever in Tennessee, I'm definitely hitting your store up. I fully There's recommend dope. that plan. Yes. So, and guys, then...
0: from all of us here at Slow Freaks, from Travis and I, we'd like to thank you guys all for listening. Please go give us a like and a follow. Drop a comment. Drop a complaint. If it's a complaint, talk to Travis.
2: Um, I like can only
0: me. handle good words.
2: Except for Randy Couture. If you're out there and you're listening to this somehow, I apologize for every hostile thing I've said towards you. Look, he, he's, he's in Orlando. Find and beat his ass.
1: See, I'm the one that's going to get the hate mail from Randy Couture. He's going to send me an angry message. What are you talking about? I love Final Fantasy VII. Why would you say that about me?
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, Randy. I'm sorry. (laughs) So you guys can find us on Twitter at Slowbro Speaks. You can also find us on our Facebook page. And if you really want to get into it with our other listeners and talk about topics or just kind of post funny stuff or talk about the show, uh, you can go to the Slowbro Speaks listeners club. Uh, we're we're both very active in there, and you can also reach Eric at where is it? Uh,
1: Game Exchange of Clarksville. We are on Facebook at Game Exchange, all one word, Game X Change of Clarksville, and on Instagram at G X C Clarksville. So come check out the store and check us out on social media.
0: Well, Eric, man you know thank you for coming to hang out with us today and having a good talk with us i hope that you'll come back and have fun with our other listeners and our other shenanigans
1: that was a little bit you know you had to twist my arm a little bit to come get me to talk about video i paid
0: him 20 bucks in a hand job
1: (laughs) still waiting on that second
0: i'm just gonna give him a high five and call and call thanks
2: (laughs) no you're all in buddy you gotta go for it oh man it's on the recording you've got to follow through that's how we get guests i'm gonna need you to cover me afterwards We'll
1: save it for the next one. That's how we get people to come back. (laughs) Part four. Yeah. All
0: right, everybody. Thanks again, and have a great night.